0: All right, we are back. This is Smash and Grab Comics.
1: What? What?
0: I hit Smash the, and grab. I hit the record button before John knew it was happening, so he's
1: giggling. He's like, What the fuck? Hey, you are can't you doing? segue into that. I know. Uh, we want to thank
0: the Flying Eyes for that theme song. Um, yeah,
1: really appreciate it. It's a new way to introduce us and introduce our podcast. and... I think it fits us and fits our theme, and it works well. I like it. Yeah,
0: the uh, the band, I contacted them and said, hey, can we use your song, sing praise on our podcast? And they said, yeah, sure. And I said, cool, I'll be sure to thank you every time after the intro. And yeah. he goes, whoa, you're going to use it for the intro?
1: Yeah. And I wrote, hell yes. Yeah, it'll be the first thing people hear. Yep. So thanks again to them. Uh, anyway, how's your week? My week was good, man. Good. Very busy. Um, I've been uh spending money <laughs> nice. uh no i've been uh dabbling in warhammer 40k nice so like because like i've always like you know Warhammer's this thing that's gone on for like 20 years <clears throat> i think it was birthed in like 86 yep and um i don't know i've always thought about it and i always just was like too scared to do it so it's the characters that you paint right yeah okay and then it's like you know war gaming and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i got a buddy i talked to a buddy of mine Mm -hmm. and i was like hey man i'm thinking about getting into warhammer and he's like really i'm like yeah would you want to go like has these on a starter and like just see if we like it yeah he's like yeah let's do it dude let's try it so i went i got two rule books one for me one for him yeah so that way we have rule books and then we can like pick our faction later and then i got a small starter they make a small starter which is like two groups of like Five or to ten guys. Okay, and then that way you're like, you're only in for like $30, 40 bucks. Oh, and if okay. you don't like it, hey, we spent forty bucks, and I'll paint them up. I'll sell them on eBay. Sure. Did
0: you you take one of the factions, and he took someone out, the other group? Well, this one or-
1: has to deal with like, there's two space, two different space marines. One is like the plague marines, and the other one is just the regular space marines. Yeah. But those aren't the factions we're gonna pick. Well, I did some research and like. They, people who are hardcore into Warhammer they say, do some research, read like the rule book and like there's a bunch of history and of each of the factions yeah and then pick a faction out of that and like the one that you think is the coolest for you and then just go headstrong into those factions rather than buying a bunch of different ones
0: when I was in high school, um, my brother was really into it and I really wanted to get into it but i just like never did it yeah. felt like i don't even know where to jump on with this and what characters to buy like the figurines i didn't right. know any
1: well of that. and it's daunting to get into but uh, i watched a bunch of videos and then i thought also this was a great time to jump in because um games workshop they actually just came out with eighth edition okay so it's a brand new rule set mm-hmm. that started in june Oh, okay. So this is a great time to jump into Warhammer. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll try it out. And then uh, after I actually get everything, I'll I'll talk about my experiences with it on one of our future episodes. We'll
0: we'll turn this into a Warhammer podcast because then I'll have to get into it too
1: and be like, yeah, all right. We'll be (laughs) giving our battle reports. Yep. (laughs) The the faction I'm leaning towards, though, is the Death Watch. Okay. And they are like – uh, a space marine subsector. Okay, but they're like the elite of the elite. Like, okay, if if the prime the primus like head emperor guy yep. sends the death watch in. Yep, like if they can't deal with the problem, then like they're fucked kind of thing. So yeah. I like it because they're small mm-hmm. and they're elite characters, and you don't have to buy so many just because they're really good.
0: No, and then and then even storage. I've seen storage boxes where you know they
1: they're they got like, foam in there, right, and they're yeah. just
0: they're yeah. just little, yeah. They're they're really um high tech as far as taking care of these things, and then you can store the case under your bed or something, or you can display them well, after you've painted that's, them.
1: That's half the hobby is the painting. and I've been getting into painting with like the the Walking Dead miniatures game, and I started painting those. Is that game fun? Oh, that game's amazing. We should How, play that. Sometime. I
0: want to try it. I would.
1: I, I would absolutely. We have would. a
0: game night. Well, yeah. Uh,
1: does your lady like to play it? Yeah. Oh, good. yeah Yeah, or yeah. I could bring to yeah. your place too. Yeah. Or well, you guys come over. We'll figure we'll, it out. We'll. Uh, it's yeah. a great game. So we'll awesome. figure it out. But anyway, enough about that stuff.
0: All right. Well, um, okay, I'm pretty pumped because a while back I had emailed uh, – not emailed, but Facebook messaged and Instagram messaged Donny Cates yeah. about doing an interview. And? Okay, we still don't um, have an answer from him. Oh, sure. But he did add me as a friend on Facebook, um, which is really great because that leads into a, a series Donny uh, is writing right now, Baby Teeth. I love this series. It's I it, I think this is the start of a long ongoing thing. I don't know if you've heard any differently, but we finally got out of um you know that little town of trying to figure out who baby daddy is and all this kind of stuff and it jumped ahead to the near future where she's hanging out in Palestine.
1: Oh, okay. So prior to these issues, she was doing the backstory. Yep. And because she was doing a recording.
0: We are at the spot where she's recording. All right. We so, made it there. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is going to go on for a while. Um,
1: As it should, though. It's a good book.
0: Yeah. The, um, we're getting so much more world building in here where there is a secret organization that wants to kill the baby. Um, and then there's another secret organization that wants to protect the baby because they feel like he's the, the King. It kind of has a Christ reference that he might be the, the descendant of Christ or he might be the Antichrist. I, you know, we just don't know, but both sides feel like he's for their side. Right. Um, so the guy protecting them, he's flying them out to Maine to a castle in Maine. (laughs) So from Maine have castles, uh, they We wouldn't think so, but there is a medieval-type castle in Maine in this book. and uh, I'm going to have to
1: Google that shit. Yeah.
0: You it, keep going. I'm going to
1: Google that. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, the baby starts crying, and its cry completely um,
1: shuts down the, the jet that they're on. And, Makes sense, because I remember mm, the first time it cried, and it yep. was just... Got wrenching
0: yeah and everyone on the plane ears and nose and eyes started bleeding <laughs> oh, they're, shit. N- they're not dead because the guy on the plane that is their protector he came over and he basically put a spell on the baby of some hypnotized him to stop crying and he was very concerned because he didn't think the baby would be that powerful yet um and then um he kept apologizing after the incident to the mom the the teenage mom because he didn't want to have to do that to the king. He kept referring to him as the king. Of course. And then, okay, so they get to this castle in Maine, and it's pretty sweet. It's all dilapidated and broken down, but they go down this spiral staircase, and they come out into a, a fake uh, real outdoor world so like oh
1: sure like uh, the movie blasting past
0: yeah right with so, Fraser? so
1: they're un- <laughs> underground yet he thinks
0: they're outside mm-hmm. it's, you know it's kind of an underground dome thing where the roof ceiling looks like open sky anyway big um cliffhanger here we see the baby mama her mother is the doctor here
1: oh for real yep Ooh, and so, the, so she works for the secret society then
0: yeah, and the husband, uh, that he was the ar- airline pilot. Um, yeah, he goes, his literally, he when he saw who it was, he just says, "No, done, done. <laughs> no." Anyway, and then it can't be. Yeah. Well, okay. So the prairie wolf from the last episode, that girl with the uh, mohawk. Yeah. I don't know if it's her dad or what, but he he's got a picture of her, of the two of them together. And it's somewhere in Texas, it says. And he's getting ready to go, I think, avenge her because he's got a little tear in his eye in one frame. And, yep. And he's off in a helicopter to go take back, um, I think, get vengeance for the girl and also to complete the mission and get the baby. For real. Um, we see a preview for the cover for number seven, and it's a photo snapshot of the family of four this is obviously pre pre teenage mom mm-hmm. and the mother of the family has got her face scratched out
1: so and this is the doctor of course yeah. the yeah. mother the mother of the mother of the baby <laughs> yeah the grandmother of the <laughs> there you go <laughs> of the
0: antichrist slash new christ i don't know
1: an update on the main castles dude holy shit there's castles for sale in maine are there yeah for the low low price of five point nine million dollars, you can get a castle in Maine. That's cool. There's a castle in New York that for uh, nine million only. That's not bad. Nah, dude, and it's on Castle Road. So yeah, I mean, so because I mean, like when you have a giant castle cock ego, yep. you got to live on Castle fucking Road too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. White people, dude. But I know. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, we've we've
0: got a castle. What should we call this road we just built? Castle Road. Castle Road. And then over there will be posh pond.
1: Yeah, this one's only four point six million. men. we got to move oh, to Connecticut. Man. Oh, this one's in Connecticut. I
0: kind of want to buy a European castle. I mean, I mean, America- you don't want that. American castles got—they can't be more than a couple hundred years old.
1: All right, everybody's new. Everybody's homework assignment after the podcast, after you listen, is to just go look at it. castles in Maine for sale. Go ahead and Google it. You can find some of these crazy castles.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, Want to talk about Kill the Minotaur? You had some strong <laughs>
1: feelings about the end. I did, but I, overall, I liked it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's like meh, but like whatever. But it's cliffhanger. Yeah, we can talk about Kill the Minotaur quick. Okay, um, it's the end of this. Mini- this is the finale, uh, at least for now. Yeah, I, 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 really I don't know if I want to give it away though, just because it is the end. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, okay, let's just let's just talk about our feelings of it. Yeah,
0: I really enjoy overall the series overall the series i really liked it i really thought it was a unique idea and unique spin on the myth well it's
1: not a retelling it's a reimagining and that's what i've been saying since day one like issue one um and to people who are new or like looking at this book is it's not just a retelling of the minotaur myth it's a reimagining entirely yeah because it's a sword and sandal book with elements of sci-fi and uh, there's, like, John Carpenter's The Thing. There's a little bit of Alien in there. Yep. There's um, some great uses of the labyrinth, and the art is fantastic. And, ah, um, yeah.
0: I get the feeling that um, there might be a follow-up. but I don't know, though, because early in the series, we saw, um, like, a split-crashed, what I would consider an alien-looking craft. That then, It is
1: definitely... That, uh, otherworldly looking
0: that then sprang to life and formed itself into the labyrinth and there's no other explanation when we get to the end of this here about where what anything like that I would it, love a follow it, up to this it was just it, this is it this is what it is you know
1: if I if you had to name the follow-up to this book what would you name it because this one's called kill the Minotaur. what would you name the sequel God I don't know uh, um, kill the Prince maybe oh wait kill the king because he's the king. the king now yeah because his father
0: died god spoiler Talk about <laughs> not the ending. they
1: haven't in issue four i know um and we we talked about it on like like two or three weeks ago yeah um but yeah uh overall i think this is great it already lends itself well to being adapted to a film because the book is very good quality in terms of uh it's I don't want to say filmography. That's a dumb word to use, but it is though. I mean, How, it's, the it's, way that it, it flows and the way the art in the is is captured and the way that the boxes are done, yep. and the way everything's done about this book, already. Like I think they already knew that this was already going to be a book, yeah, or a movie. Yeah, so they're like, we got to make this as cool as we can because, I mean, so you think here's, that, this is their storyboards? <laughs> so
0: do you think they were writing the comic book to be, yeah. as best of a property as they could, so that the movie would have a good storyboard, like you said. I think so.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: I I wish that... I I kind of hope it wasn't contaminated like that. I think contaminated because, I don't know, I hope that they told the story they wanted to tell and not worry about
1: Hollywood. No, no, no. I think they... Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I just... You got to put it into perspective of Robert Kirkman's world because this is this is from Skybound. This is a yep. Robert Kirkman owned property. Yep. If you're Robert Kirkman, do you just do comic books to make comic books at this point, or do you make comic books that are guaranteed to have licenses for I, film and TV? You know,
0: the purist in me hopes that he still makes comic books for comic
1: books. I understand that, it, but the businessman that he is now, yeah, like uh, you know, Walking Dead and all that. Um, what was the one that, the the uh, the demon one that he did? Um, okay, so
0: there was what Super was Dinosaur. Called? He did um, Battle Pope. He did Invincible. What I'm going through the Robert called? Kirkman stuff. I know. Um, he did.
1: Um, um, what was it called? I don't know what one you're referring to. Oh. A demon one? Yeah, like a demonic one, like a possessed a possessed one. He did haunt. Outcast. Okay, Outcast. Outcast fell upon that that uh i never read that was, eh, it, was it good no it wasn't it fell on that trope of like he already had the rights as a tv show so yep. he was putting out the comic to get it out there yep. and then i mean showtime already had it you know in the in the works yep did so. you ever
0: read that short run of comic book called haunt that he did with todd McFarlane? yeah and i thought it was really good was it was cool it, it kind of picked up where um, I thought Spawn was falling short because it's very similar to Spawn,
1: and that's the problem with Haunt. And I don't think that that's the I think that's the reason Haunt never took off is is because Haunt felt like a Spawn short story because he yep. looks like Spawn. He looks like Spider Man too. Yeah, he looks like Spawn mixed with Spider Man, and yeah. his powers are super similar to I know Spawn. Like, I was a little irritated by he's that. Just undead like zombie looking spawn like that's yeah yeah it, and that
0: kind of bugged me it's like come on guys you can come up with something more cool than that
1: like um, you but, can tell that was todd mcfarlane sitting in a room of yes men like this yep. is the comic book i want to create and they're like sure yep, todd yep they're sounds like, great <laughs> well i i read something
0: where there was a um, panel that todd was on and that robert kirkman was in the audience too and mm-hmm. Asked a question and Todd didn't even recognize him, let alone they were just about to start writing haunt together. Oh geez. And so this was like the start of and Robert Kirkman had just got signed on to Image. He wasn't a partner yet. Um So anyway, off that's on a tan- off on a tangent there. No, no, Walking you're Dead.
1: fine. That's hey man, that's what happens with Walking Dead, it's a big property and Robert know. Kirkman's kind of a big name. So well,
0: I just, you know, bought a couple more Walking Dead issues to fill my holes.
1: Uh, that's what she said
0: hands down my pants that is a funny joke
1: (laughs) that's a knee slapper (laughs) by the way um before we get too much further baby teeth number six smash it or grab it
0: oh baby teeth number six definitely grab it um get out there get get caught up on this series i you know it starts off a little weird but i mean it's got tons of mythology that i'm really into i yeah i'm not a big fan of um christ stories so but they haven't used that no term yet, Christ, but I, you know, it's got that flavor to it. So who knows?
1: But it's dark, so and yeah. we're a fan of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you're uh, new to the whole smash and grab it thing, that is our rating scale. If we don't like it, we're gonna smash it. Mm-hmm. If we like it, we're gonna grab it. Smash and grab comics, of course. We just came up with that last week. That on was, Fly. that was well, and that man, was my was brainchild. So
0: it was so clever. I mean, it's so. It's so. you say it with a sweet piece. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like. You can stroke my ego. That's cool. You know, um, we didn't start the podcast with the name Smash and Grab to use that um, trope for our rating system. No, we just but,
1: came up with that. But you did it afterwards.
0: During... Until the fact, and when you said it, I'm like, yeah, we need some kind of rating system. And, and then when you uh, said that, I'm just like, Right on the head, boom! Smash or grab. I know that's what, what I, I, do, I do, man. It's good. That's why it's I'm good. here. Good. Yep. That's, that's why, why you, I'm here. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> I am, Fifty cents a week, baby. I am really, I am willing
1: to. Uh, You're working on fifteen cents a week. I'm working. To, I'm willing to take a pay cut for more <laughs> ideas like that, my man. <laughs> I'm gonna need. A, I'm gonna need at least seventy-five cents for me to start bulking out some of the other ideas I got.
0: Right. I'm ready to quit my day job just to. You know, dive into this full time.
1: Yeah, full time, baby, full time. <laughs> of a twenty-four hour stream. Uh, but yeah, uh, we were talking about King Kill the Minotaur issue number six, which is the final issue. Um, going to be a movie. It's a guarantee. It's already in the works right now. Uh, I think this will be an r- amazing movie. Yeah, I'll be out seeing it day one because oh, I really sure. love the comic. And um, this is definitely a grab. Don't smash this one. Grab this one. Yeah, um, and all other issues. Uh, you can still pick the first issues up, first printings for about. 10 15 bucks oh they're that um, high already though they are at 10 15 bucks now just because the movie property re- news is out there yeah like get um, it
0: now then because it will probably go up closer yeah. to movie time
1: Yeah, and, and also if they put out a good movie um it might be a i think this one would probably cap out at 50 60 bucks i don't think it'll be more right. than that if it's just gonna be one movie yeah so unless it c- creates some crazy cult following but i don't Which? i don't know if that'll do that
0: no, because they ended it within six issues. It's not a yeah. It's not a big world yet. Then um, again, who knows?
1: Maybe they built something
0: off of it. But these two um, creators, uh, they wrote in one of their letter pages that they've got other plans in the work for other mythology type stuff that they're going to do a um, creative reimagining. So that's cool. I know. I'm excited to read it. Kind of
1: like uh, Britannia. Um, I really loved. That book, Britannia, which – that those came out before we started doing our podcast. Yeah. But um, Britannia is fantastic. Um, oh. Let's just check them out. Yeah. You would love it. It's just – it's about the world's first detective. Yeah. I remember yep. you should be talking about that a yeah. couple months ago. In Roman times, he's yep. the first person to kind of have like deductive reasoning and, you know, yeah. everyone is like so superstitious and scared of gods. And yep. he's like, piss on the gods. Like, I don't care. Science. <laughs> 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 so – it's a pretty good book, and uh, that is a really fun um, fun read. Yeah. It reminds me of that, if, if they do, do build a world off of this. Spartacus um, Holmes, really. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Spartacus <laughs> Holmes. So, pretty uh, cool. But yeah, get Kill the Minotaur. I, I didn't want to go through the issue just because it is the finale. It's the finale. And uh, don't want to wreck it. We'd usually go, if you've never listened to our podcast before, first-time <laughs> listeners, uh Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hi there. Long-time um, first-time.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we usually go through the whole issue and talk about everything in minute detail just because this is, this is an audio show. So we try and give you the best audio book version of the comic I, that we I can. I just
0: think maybe next week we can do that um, with that one. Yeah. After people
1: have got a chance to read it. Um, yeah. and I, I don't want to yeah. – It's a
0: spoiler show, so make sure you read your books before you listen to this. Um, but Kill the Minotaur
1: um, – Ended with um, more questions than answers. I mean, it was lost like like that. To me, that's a little bit of a controversial ending. There's not a whole lot of it explained there. No. Um, I mean, did I like it? Absolutely. I love the whole series. The series was good um, up into the last couple pages, but and that, then that for, last two pages, I was like, "What the fuck?" You said, "I don't
0: get it," and I yeah. I read it and go, "What? What are you going to get?" I under, I got it. I understood it, but at the same time, not everything that was brought up in the comic book was um, resolved. I I don't think.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. Let's save it for next week. We'll give you guys a week buffer to read it. Mm -hmm. And then if you you didn't read it by next week, too bad, so sad, we're going to spoil it.
0: Right. So, okay, Realm. Realm, baby! Realm number three.
1: We were flying through Realm. Last time we were in the Realm, uh, our (laughs) group of heroes have have been ambushed by some orcs, and they were getting chased Uh through uh, this kind of, like, little underground passage thing uh-huh. and then um this guy jumped out of nowhere and saved him he's like hey if you want to live follow
0: me and they're like and they're like what and he goes no seriously
1: oh yeah and they were like made a joke over how oh, he, was, he was, was like come with me if you want to live so, and they're I like huh and he's like i always wanted to say I that i always wanted to say that. But <laughs> that
0: seriously you need to come with me if you want to live <laughs> like okay uh, before we get into it, though, yeah. I'm just gonna say it up front. I think with this series, I'm gonna smash it. Really? Yeah. I'm. This oh, issue, man, I was surprises just, me, Tyler. Th- does it? Because yeah. like, this issue, I'm just like, man, eh.
1: wow. I I don't know. Well, wow, wow. You're just looking at me. I'm like, mystified. I don't. I, I really I really love this book, and I really think it's awesome. But no, that's okay. Like, don't feel bad if you smash it. That's what this is all about, man. I'm just kind of going.
0: First of all, we don't. Still don't understand. In issue three, there's just so many um, questions and confusion yet for me. Um, the groups of people, the um, weird monsters, the the how did the world end up like this? Because this is futuristic or maybe present day dystopia of it, it, Chicago is where I think, didn't we kind of deduct that's where they're at? Yeah, they're in Chicago. Yep. And so... I'm just I, at issue three. I'm still going. What the fuck? Who's? What is this? You know.
1: All right. I hear you. I'm along for the ride though. Like yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm of a different mindset where I'm like, I'm okay with this mystery. I'm yeah. okay with the things that are coming out. Yeah. Um. Just because we are so, I think issue three is too early to too too early to be. Smash it but that's just me again yeah. um i think this is great and the concept is awesome and uh, i'm totally along for this ride and i want to know more i want no answers i possibly
0: will give it another uh, issue yeah but it's on the fence it's, oh, wow. it's it's on the fence for me wow um this issue wasn't bad though i Surprise re- of the week i read. okay first of all question yeah right off the bat sure who is this kid is he the the kid that from the other issue but like earlier in life or no he's a new character. New character. Okay. Yeah. And so he's hanging out reading a comic book. Yeah. And then these beings start walking up on him, hissing and clicking. Yeah. Okay. And then, then, we, don't see <laughs> then we don't see him
1: again. <laughs> then we don't see him again. But that's the mystery, man. I know. I right. think there's, there's, like, there's more to this kid than meets the eye. Like, yep. he's out there by himself. He's uh, he's like prepubescent. Like, yeah. Like, he's a young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's over the age of 10 but under the age of 13. So – uh, he looks really young and like, he's just kind of out there by himself and he sees these weird, like cult people like looking at him and they're like hissing and clicking like they're from an M night Shyamalan movie. Yes. And then he runs away from them. All you see is like shadow figures. Um, I lied. He does come up again in the book. He's kicking a soccer ball around. Yeah. yeah. He comes up and the, he's the big ending in the book. And yep, then there's a, yep, there's a, yep, you're right, but there's more to it too. But anyway, uh, that's the beginning of the book. We just open up in the world. Um, with this kid reading a comic and he runs away from these weird culty looking dudes. And then we jump back to our gang, uh, who are on their mission. Um, will is the main character's name. He's been, um, hired to protect these people, uh, and just transport them. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, but in last month's issue, uh, they were segued and jumped in front of by some goblins and orcs and they're chasing them through some underground subway tunnels and through these uh, industrial areas. And, um, They're running through, and there's this, I like this opening panel, there's this giant eyeball, this creature, Mm -hmm. like, looking at them. Yeah. And he's like, come on, guys, like, let's go. Like, he's like, who the hell are you? He's like, I'm the guy who's going to save you from that giant fucking monster. Like, let's run. So they keep going, they're running, and they're running, and the orcs are chasing them. And then um, they come to this point where they can't get through the door. So the guy who saved them is like, I'll be back. Don't worry. And he jumps through the vent. And they're like, shit, I hope he comes back. Like, fuck. It, it looked like he barely fit, too. I know. They're like, I hope he comes back. I know. So they're shooting at the goblins and orcs that are coming up behind him. The uh, giant creature is kind of crashing through the walls or, like, pounding on the walls to get down to them. And then just as um, their new friend opens the locked door, a uh, big old crash comes in. And w- the giant monster that was outside smashes through the wall and smashes the orcs on accident you yep. know, it's, it's a giant creature so yep. it's more of an accidental smushing but uh our main character will he's just like huh well i didn't see that coming so <laughs> ha- happy accident <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like keep moving we're yep, almost there yep so they run out and they climb up this ladder and then uh this new guy i'm gonna call him beanie guy because he's wearing a beanie yeah he, we have we don't know his name yet yeah and then he's like just a little further i promise come on let's go and then um way's out this is I like the tension in this comic.
0: See, okay, right here on this page there's two things that I feel are just played out. Okay. Okay. Will is using a big old Dirty revol- hairy revolver. Yep. Definitely reminiscent of Rick from yeah. Walking Dead. And then the girl is a dreadlocked black lady just like in walking dead and michonne michonne for sure and then so you're saying this is uh,
1: walking dead with orcs
0: this is walking dead but (laughs) but yet mixed in with a lot of different genres i mean we have sci-fi um we have fantasy so far action uh i i'm just that that kid that looks like harry potter (laughs) i'm just like what anyway go on damn I'm Tyler's hating. I I just there's just things about it that are starting to bug me. It's like that's fine. Uh, yeah, no,
1: and I I understand. You don't have to agree with anything I have to say. See, then it but makes I, it. I'm of the other mind. I really like this book, and it's it makes it more
0: interesting than for conversation yeah. to go. You know, you're saying no, this is cool, and I'm going. Mm, uh, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> not really. Not for me. You know, um. But anyway, beanie guy, he's like straight ahead. You guys go ahead. That's the way out. And then uh Will is like. You know, not to seem ungrateful, but uh, maybe you could just show us the way out. No, you're like, going to go first. Yeah. I like that the, there's such mistrust in this world and not, you can't put anything over its face value. Right. And this guy came out of nowhere and he's leading you through these tunnels and leading you through these, you know, this secret way out. The secret way out. Like, you go ahead, buddy. Yep. So I like that. And then um, we're a nice jump cut. There's a jump cut to the evil nemesis dude who kind of looks like the bad guy from Highlander. Yep, <laughs> and he's carrying a sword with a his his skull on it.
0: Sweet, the pummel of the sword at the end has a skull that I think. It's just a cool panel.
1: Yeah, um, it is. He's walking down this hallway and he's uh, hopping on his handy dandy dragon because who doesn't have one of those stored away? Yeah, and then um, he jumps on his dragon and he's flying out to combat. And um, there's this big war kind of, or this little skirmish happening where all these orcs and humans are fighting amongst themselves. And the dragon is in the background. And this guy, this uh, orc uh, or goblin or whatever they red, are, red chin or red face, red jaws, is red what his jaw. name is. Yep. But uh, he's got a, he's got blood smeared red jaw, and um, there's lines that creep up to his eyes for the red paint. It looks they, cool. Yeah, he's really cool, and he's got like a. He just got finished axing some dude, and he's looking back at the dragon in the See background.
0: The, the, then there's a uh, woman character, and she's wearing a rabbit mask with a red jaw as
1: well. Yeah, and I like her design. Her character design is cool. Yep. She's wearing like a, a big like bear, bear pelt. Bear, yeah, it's a bear chain, cape. Yeah, you know? chainmail. Yeah, and she's got a scabbard. And um yeah there's this little battle going on and the dragon swoops in and bursts green fire all over the battlefield so it kills a lot of the humans that are that are fighting here. Yep. Um one thing to mention about the girl with the rabbit mask is she's human. Yeah, which is weird. Um I like that though because it shows that there's evil humans and that are working with the orcs. Well,
0: he probably is too the guy from um That looks like. Yeah, uh, the
1: evil nemesis guy. Yeah. The the main antagonist. He's He's human, but he's he's the only bad human we've seen so far. He's
0: kind of like a warlock kind of character. Uh,
1: But he lands, uh, and he's like, just, you know, he's like, look at all the carnage. And he's like, "Um, certainly makes me feel welcome. And then uh, Redjaw is like, well, nice of you to arrive. You know, you two arrive right at the end of the battle. Yeah. Seems like you always do that. And he's like, he turns around and looking at all the green flame that his dragon just put down. He's like, "Seems like I turned the tides, you know." Yeah. And the, the um, I like the redjaw has you know that orcish pride, and he's like, "The day I accept help from your kind is the day I throw myself on my own sword." It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and as so, he's walking away, the sorcerer guy's like, "Oh, come on, where's your team spirit?"
1: Yeah, I like that. And he's just being a. He's being like, a dick. Being a dick because he knows he has um this evil emperor's favor. We haven't seen this thing. It's it's this ethereal, weird thing that we haven't seen, but it's some sort of god yeah. or demon that they've been worshiping and giving these people powers. Yeah. Um, and then Red Redjaw and his mistress, whoever she is, she doesn't have a name yet, they're kind of bantering back and forth about having to work with this guy and she I can't re- wait to kill him she refers to red jaw as my love so yep so they're definitely together together and then um she kind of eases his um uh, his disdain for the guy and he's like she's like don't worry one day we'll pull the clever tongue that he has out of his face yeah and, <laughs> and kill him and he's like all right sounds good yep, like, yep. Um, So that's kind of the little jump cut they had. And there's another jump cut we have to a little orc camp out where these orcs and goblins are hanging out and talking about their day.
0: Yeah, and and it looks like, you know, a war-torn inner city street that they're just hanging out in.
1: Yeah, and I think these are the ones that – they're a detachment uh, that chased our main group into those tunnels. Yeah. Because they're waiting for them to come out. Yep. And they're bantering back and forth and they're talking to one. Um, what's his face? I like how they have literal names. Cause like this guy's name is twin face and he, half his face is like two yeah. And then he, they're talking about one of the orcs that died and they're eating him and his name is crawl fast. <laughs> <you? laughs> so very, it's just funny. Very literal names. I think mean, he didn't crawl uh, fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very tribal, but, yep. um, it's cool. And they're kind of bantering back and forth. And we don't know this guy's name yet because he's just appeared in a couple of uh, action scenes. Right. But uh, he's got a big bushy beard, and uh, he's got one of the coolest masks in the comic. He's on the cover – B cover? A cover? I don't remember what this one is, but it's got – He's on the C cover. Holy shit. The
0: mask that he has has – it looks like a skull missing the bottom jaw, but the teeth are filed to points. Yeah. And he's carrying um, a – gun in left hand and a very big ax in the right hand and a gun across his back he's got a cape he looks like he-man but with a mask yeah
1: dude he's awesome but he's skulking in the background waiting to ambush these uh these orcs yep and then uh right as they're kind of getting ready to eat their horse because they've they've got horse and they've got orc to eat right now yeah um he runs up on them and whips out his shotgun with a giant blade on the bottom, and then another jump cut. We jump back to our main group, and this is a good little like uh, uh, very movie quality moment where the boom boom of the of the shotgun going off yeah. in the in the echoing down the decayed streets. You know, right. and uh, our hero kind of looking up and seeing the birds fly over, and it's just it's a nice world-building piece, because all of this stuff is happening at once in different areas. You know what I mean? Yep. So, it's cool. Uh, but anyway, our group, our main antagonist, or name, main protagonists, excuse me, they've all made it their way through the tunnels. Uh, Beanie Het guy, and Will, and uh, Michonne-looking girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to call them Rick and Michonne. <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat>
1: Not, uh, discount okay. discount rank. Rick, okay, and knock off Michonne. So,
0: who's the guy in the helmet now?
1: I'm... That's a girl. Okay, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, let's call her Giver. Okay, <laughs> Giver. <laughs> no, I think her name is Rook.
0: Rook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which kind of funny because then the birds flying behind her head in the top. Uh, yeah. So probably
1: rooks. Very true. Could, could be, be. Could be. Good call. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're all talking. They're they're they seem safe for now. Um, Will is going to go scout ahead uh, while everybody kind of gets some rest. He's going to leave most most everybody back. And then um, Michonne-looking girl, she wants to come with and, you know, have a little powwow with him. That's what he says. He's like, you want to um, come with and give us a chance for a powwow? So they're going to kind of convene and talk. Oh, well, Beanie's guy's name is Eli. Eli! There he is. Yep. Cool. That's a very douchey name for a douchey hat. So, <laughs> Yep. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Eli <laughs> you know, my name's Eli man I like to like, like hang
0: out follow me dudes if you want to live yeah like follow me gross like uh, dude broseph that's not cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally dude um but Will and uh Molly that's what Michonne yep. knockoff Michonne is yep. that's her name Will and Molly are walking and um they're scouting out the area they're kind of just talking back and forth whether they trust Eli or not yeah and then um I like this part where she says, you know, well, trust is hard to come by, especially in our line of work. She's like, what about me? Do you trust me? He's like, well, that's different. You're paying me to trust you. Yeah. She's like, hey, at least you're honest about it. Yep. And then, um, and then I like that she goes, he's just a little too chipper for my taste. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, back to the camp or back to where our heroes are kind of holding out. Um, there's this weird moment. I'm not sure what's happening here, but there's these pebbles on the ground and, um, this character she's reaching out. i think it's a she maybe it's a he uh, i think it well whoever it is looks harry potter ish yeah right but they're reaching out towards these pebbles and all of a sudden they start to glow blue and like uh the hand, the person's hand is kind of shaking nope. and they're levitating towards the hand. their hand and then uh, oh it is a guy cuz his name is david there it is um But right as somebody says, David, come over here and give us a hand, all the rocks, you know, kind of just brought back down. He got distracted. So he's got – I think this guy's got some sort of powers. And we don't know because Molly didn't really give Will any background background on on these people at all. She just – he thinks they're scientists and that's what she said. Uh, You know, then they're getting these guys to safety. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be something more with these guys and uh, what they can do. And then um, Rook is kind of taking overwatch. He's very menacing, sitting on top of the containers. And then... um Back down towards the... On the ground. On the ground, yep. Yeah. Uh, Eli's talking about these people, and he's like, these guys don't seem like, you know... You, you guys seem like soldiers, but these other guys, like they seem like librarians. Librarians. <laughs> Close. Scientists. They're scientists. <laughs> I and love, then, uh, that made me laugh today. Yeah, that was funny. And then uh, there's a nice a nice frame of uh, Rook aiming her crossbow, and then a bird falling out of the sky, so she shot one down for food. <laughs> yep, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, just more talking, really, more character development. Nothing really to, you know... Strike out and get into um, jump cut over to Molly and will um, they're in a uh, pretty much bombed out desolate gas station kind of scavenging for stuff and he's like Did you find anything and she's like yeah I found this wire if you got any cable at home and he's like yeah I don't watch TV anymore I'm more of a book kind of guy <laughs> That's now yeah. And then um, there's a great part where he found this box and he's like, speaking of which, I found some pornography so filthy I'm pretty sure an orc wouldn't even look at it. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that's saying something. Have you seen a female orc? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another cut, <clears throat> we're over to the, the kid who began the issue. Yeah. And he's playing with his soccer ball, kind of kicking it down the street. And then he kicks it and it uh, pangs off of a car and then makes a loud noise, so um, Will and Molly hear that, and they're like, yeah, let's go check it out, see what's up. And then um, a foreboding shadow in the, um, the rafters or the second story of some building as he watches Molly and Will walk down the street, and he's got a spear. But uh, they're walking down the street to find out what that was, and then... Hope it's not one of the owner of those magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then uh, they're like, look, and there's the kid. And then he catches the ball. He catches the soccer ball under his foot. And then uh, the kid's kind of freaked out. He's like, whoa, what's going on? And then this, you know, Will's like, hey, it's cool. We're not going to hurt you. You know, everything's fine. And then the kid's like, sorry, I just haven't seen people in weeks. Like, at least not regular people. Right. And then uh, Will says, are you out here by yourself? Where's your family? And then all of a sudden, end of the issue, crazy, a spear comes out of nowhere and hits this kid in the chest. And then it's that's the end of the issue dude like our heroes are looking back we have no idea where the spear came from or who it came from and uh that's the end of the issue okay
0: theory time do you think that the spear thrower was one of those beings at the beginning that were no. shrouded in black after him? No. what happened to them
1: i think i think there's more to this kid and i have a theory on him yep. because if you go through the final pages of this book yeah um you have an advertisement yeah, you have your letters section. Yep, and then right at the end, oh. you have a preview of what the next cover is, and the next cover is a close up uh, from head to torso, like tor- like bottom of the torso yeah, of okay. the kid who got speared, and he's stitching himself up through. Like, well, he's his, stitching his shirt. Well, stitching his shirt, but like I don't know, like you think he's stitching his chest? I. <sighs> I think there could be more to this character, either that he has some type of powers or something. Yeah. Like it's a, you know. Yeah, definitely could be. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say whether somebody's taking the clothes or whether that's the kid and he's got supernatural powers to keep him alive. So, I don't know.
0: I like it that uh, Jeremy Hahn, the artist, uh, on the previous page of the one you were just referring to, yeah. you can order... Original art from Realm. You're
1: damn right. I think that's cool. Um, Another thing I like about this book is um, unlike the Brendan Smalls book, Galacticon, this book is also backed by a band called Me Like Bees. That's the name of the band. Yep. Uh, But at the end of every issue, they tell you or uh, ask you to listen to one of their new tracks. Yep. And I have done that while reading the book and their music lends itself to the mood of this book really well. Does it? Yeah. Uh, the idea for the band to do an album, um, and this book kind of at the same time was like a, like a creative kind of brainchild. Um, one of the creators is in that band. Oh, he is. Okay.
0: Um, you know what I like? Um, I like this idea a lot. And then, um, similar is the, um, book that i'm reading right now um jeez great jeff lemire's book um oh sure uh, royal city royal city um at the end of each issue because the royal city mostly takes place in the mid 90s mm-hmm. and so he gives a, a a demo tape image on the back end on the demo tape um <coughs> it has listed you know, bands like Weezer, Nirvana, <clears throat> stuff like that. And so it gives you a track list of, you know, what you might want to listen to while you're reading the book.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing here, but with their own music, which I'm fine with the self-promotion here as long as the self-promotion meets the um, – the quality of the book and yep. I think it's really nice to have that audio visual kind of experience.
0: Wasteland did that too, where they had original music for the com- comic book.
1: Yeah, and I always thought that was a cool idea. Yep. And it's it is fun. Like the music that these me like bees guys do. Yeah. Um I'm really gonna... lends itself well to the comic. Does it? Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you should I think you should reread this with the music and maybe that will change your opinion. I don't know. It might maybe not. Well
0: <clears throat> actually just you and I going through it right now and me going frame by frame with you talking about it kind of made me think a little deeper about it. Yeah. Um, still have a lot of questions that but I think, I, I just don't think things are getting answered as fast. Like why do we need to see the the panel of the comic book the kid is reading in the beginning? It's just
1: lore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just to know that there's comic books that existed. It's you called know Doc
0: this. Doc Kraken.
1: I like that. Doc yeah. Kraken. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just to you know, it's fluff. It's built. It's world building. Yeah, to know that this is a world that uh, used to exist in ours, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, the kids reading a comic book. Yep, you know, so yeah, it's it's definitely dark fantasy, high fantasy, and stuff. But it's not. It's it's grounded in reality too. Yeah. It's just those those things there.
0: I am bummed. Okay, so on the cover that we have, there's these. Um, octopus-looking tentacles reaching out towards uh-huh. towards the scruffy dude. What was his name again?
1: Um, we don't know that guy's name yet because okay. he's only been in a couple action scenes.
0: And he's got um, his weapons out, and the tentacles are
1: glowing. Yeah. And I'm bummed we didn't see that in the issue. I'm sure we'll see some of that, more, uh, more of this later. Yeah. But the realm has had a uh, – good and bad track record of really awesome covers and sure. then like not at seeing those in the issues so yeah
0: <laughs> um, well we don't usually talk about um superhero stuff and i i just i don't consider punisher a superhero but no uh we're not going to talk about this issue because neither of us read it yet Nope. but john bernthal on the cover
1: yeah punisher. Uh, punisher from marvel legacy came out this week uh, technically i think it was like 282 issues of punisher in total so yeah it's technically their 282nd issue but a first issue um story arc yeah and then um the only reason i picked it up is it's got a netflix variant with john barenthal on a cover yeah, and i thought it was awesome and um i did watch episode one and it was really good what so i call Berenthal?
0: bernthal <laughs> barenthal,
1: yeah Berenthal, bernthal i'm not sure how to say it correctly but, but either way i think it's fine yeah um, but I like the cover and, uh, that was kind of just like collector's corner thing. Like, yeah. I don't think the print runs on those are going to be a lot. I think people will be looking for them. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's a photo cover almost. Yeah. Daredevil um, didn't get one of those. I would have fucking loved one of those. No kidding. I, I
0: like the, um, both actors in the series. I kind of consider them one series because
1: they took a pause on Daredevil to, to make Punisher. And yeah, I mean, um. Daredevil season two is almost like Punisher point five, <laughs> right? I know.
0: I kind of want to because uh, my favorite Marvel um, title right now is Daredevil, and I he's not a mainstream um, superhero. This he's not cheesy, and we both um, really like Daredevil. I almost want to like m- make sure we include Daredevil every month, um, right? I don't know. We can throw it. We'll throw can, that around we can but, figure it out you know because he's just so you just matt murdoch's ideas never work out you right. know but he tries so hard
1: i mean he's just that he's just that hero man that he everything seems to go wrong but he always seems to try he always seems to work it out in the end some way mm-hmm. and he may what i like about his character is whatever the solution is to the situation yeah it generally doesn't benefit him but he doesn't anyway <laughs> true that, well, that's what makes him a hero yeah. you know what i mean yeah i mean that and that's what makes him just consistent in terms of uh daredevil is just daredevil doesn't really daredevil and matt murdoch never seem to progress the world around him gets better because of him yeah but he seems to get the worse for wear part like you yeah know, he always gets the knocks so yep which is uh He's always the underdog. Yeah, which I, I like. was
0: bummed when that Kingpin series um, just yeah, stopped that existing. It really did suck. I don't know if you've been up to date on Daredevil, but uh, Wilson Fisk, yep. the mayor of New York City, back in black. He's baby. back, baby. Yeah, so I was pumped to see him in the new in the recent issue. So
1: yeah, and Daredevil is solid. It's probably uh, probably one of Marvel's strongest um, strongest ongoing series in terms of identity, just because of. They've never really screwed with who he was, you know, who yep. he is. No, nope. Yep. Really, really you, good.
0: What do you think of this Marvel Legacy stuff? I'm that,
1: fine with it. I think, uh, unfortunately. Okay, one
0: of the things that I think is weird, uh, we take Punisher for, sure, Punisher, for example, probably upwards of 10, 12 different Punisher series since his um, creation.
1: Yeah. and now well, There's a reason for that, though.
0: Yeah, and now they're lumping them all into one numbering sequence.
1: Well, that's just because DC had a – DC did a, a great job of doing that and picking up the legacy numbering for action comics, detective comics, Batman. So that's basically just Marvel playing tit for tat and going, Oh, will you do that? We can do that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just copying out of the playbook. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: And especially like, Oh, okay, you take amazing Spider-Man for example, that series ended. Yeah. Then superior Spider-Man came around,
1: which I liked. Ser- I like. Oh, sp- seriously. It was so superior good. Superior Spider-Man's great.
0: Yeah. And then that ended. And then there was another amazing Spider-Man short run. And then that ended, and then we started the current amazing Spider Man and then for like thirty some issues, and then boom, it went right back to numbering, which included Superior Spider Man. Yeah. Which I feel like that was a different series, but the storyline continued from I, I guess the whole time the same storyline was going on. So it didn't it's not like it reinvented Spider Man or anything. No, it was I hear just
1: you. I don't know. Biggest problem with Marvel right now is I think it's a little too late for some fans. You know, yeah. I've got buddies and I've got people who buy uh, comics. They're the Wednesday warriors. They're at the comic shop at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. when and they're in the door getting their stuff. And there was people that just skipped legacy entirely because of how many times they've been burned by Marvel already. You know, yeah. if you burn your fans too many times, they're just not going to come back. They just don't care. Yeah. You know. Why should they care? You've not given them a reason to. The last three relaunches, and this is another relaunch, and you're just going to fuck us over again, is the mentality people have. Yeah. I do think Legacy is good, yeah. but I don't think a whole lot of people are grasping it just because of the bad track record that uh, Marvel has set.
0: Well, um, was there a book called Marvel Legacy? Because I never even There was read a one-shot
1: called Marvel Legacy that just gave you hints, clues, and um, ideas for what's going to happen, which is basically just... Bringing back members of the Fantastic Four, bringing yep. back the original Wolverine. Um, yeah. Okay. So how like are that. they explaining that? You know, because old man Reality Logan. Gem. What's that? Reality gem.
0: Oh, because I was gonna say, old man Logan is, you know,
1: he's got uh, going along. Um, right. Logan's got an Infinity Stone. Okay. Which he's never had before, so it gives him new powers. Okay. So there's that, and then yeah. then Fantastic Four, all they're gonna do is reunite. Um, I don't think Reed Richards or the Invisible Woman will come back. I think uh, they're launching a... Johnny and Thing yeah. are... Well, Johnny's been around
0: since the end of the series. He's yeah. been in Spider-Man issues all the time.
1: Yeah. So there's going to be a Fabulous 2 or something like that or something like that. It's it's the Thing in Human Torch. And I think they'll eventually figure out who the other two members are going to be. But I don't think you'll see Reed Richards and Invisible Woman around. Mm. Storm. That's too bad. Yeah, but... I
0: might, you know, if they... Uh, this is our foray into mainstream today, but I know right. Uh, so we got if they the if they do start a new Fantastic Four series, which I think is coming, uh, I'll probably start reading it. See how when
1: it Marvel Studios, the film company, like yeah. when Disney owns the rights to Fantastic Four, yeah. we're guaranteed to get a comic. That's yeah. just how the plan- the the climate is for any type of comic industry right now. Yeah, if there's movie rights involved, yep, let's do it. If there's not,
0: fucking eh, yeah,
1: you know that's how it is.
0: I heard they're buying Fox just for that for – just to rights, rights for X-Men and Spider-Man.
1: They're not. They're not? It, that, was, that was an internet rumor and then it got quickly shut down. Oh, OK. I'm thinking – honestly, I think what happened was some janitor was walking the halls at Disney and was like, hey, we should buy a Fox. And the janitor was like, oh, tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> 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 probably was you know how it happened. <laughs> that's, pro- exactly, that's how rumors get started, man. Yep. Uh, but I, there was no validity to it. Um, Disney quickly shot it down, said that that's not true. So, yeah, uh, but yeah. I can't
0: imagine uh, Rupert Murdoch selling Fox. Uh, it's
1: it's the only thing Fox has in in terms of uh, you know big dollar, big budget summer blockbusters is X Men, Spider Man. Yep, and they they basically let Marvel uh, lease out Spider Man for this uh, yeah Homecoming. Yep. and then Spider Man after Infinity War is going straight back to Fox and Fox is just going to do it all over again.
0: They're going to start over re- yep. relaunch it. Yep. Oh yeah. Cause here's Why the thing. They? Well, they have to do something with the property every so many years. Otherwise they lose it. Every
1: five years you have to put in a, put a, a film into, into production. You do not have to complete it. No. You just have to put a film into production and that keeps and retains their rights.
0: You know, I didn't mind Toby McGuire. Um,
1: I thought Toby Maguire was great for the first two. And then the third one's bad.
0: Yeah. The third one I, it's watchable, but um, I think that, that they could have, Brought it back out of the toilet that it was heading towards, <laughs> but restarting it. And then, okay, then they made two movies out of that. Mm-hmm. Then they restarted
1: it mm-hmm. with this. To make it part of the Marvel MCU. Yeah.
0: And then they're going to make the this movie, um, Homecoming, and then, uh, like you said, Secret Wars, and that's yeah. it. Right? Uh, Infinity
1: War. Infinity War. Oh, My yeah, yeah, yeah. theory is that Fox is going to get – Fox is figuring out their – um their cinematic universe sure and it'll be completely separate from marvel cinematic universe okay and it'll be r-rated and it'll be um starting off with venom oh yeah and then once they do venom they're going to set their world up and then they're going to do silver sable and black cat how okay here's
0: my question how do you determine which spider-man characters are included in that umbrella of buying the rights to the spider-man movie
1: you're just going to do villain movies
0: yeah, so here's do they own Venom? Yeah. Because there's a separate Venom comic book now, you know, and yeah, uh, do they, and Silver Sable too, they they yeah. own that, and they own Pretty
1: so much everything to, in the wheelhouse of Spider Man, yeah. Uh,
0: does that include Kingpin? I mean, he was part of it for a while. I'm not too. sure about
1: that. But you, know,
0: you know what I mean? How far does it stretch? Because. No idea. Uh, okay.
1: No idea. But Venom, I think, is going to kick off their dark like, cinematic universe for yeah. them, and then they're going to do Silver Sable and Black Cat, and then if Fox wants to do uh another spider-man movie screw peter parker at this point miles miles goes miles why not yeah. right now especially if, when black panther comes out and, yeah. it, and guarantee mark my words black panther would be a huge hit amazing yep. uh, it looks african-american good. superheroes are going to be the the rage yeah and fox is going to be like boom let's get miles morales on here yeah. now we need black spider-man yeah and i don't mean that in a bad way anybody who's listening I'm talking – I'm just I'm just saying in our political climate and the, the way that things are happening and the way that we like to be inclusive and the way that uh, minds are being opened now, now is the perfect time for Miles Morales' Spider-Man to come through. Yeah. I
0: really think it was a big success when they created a second Spider-Man and, and then he was a young black kid because yeah. it gave them all kinds of new storylines again. That they haven't been able to do with Peter so, Parker
1: in twenty years. Mark my words, Fox will just skip Peter Parker and say screw it on Peter Parker because there's been so many iterations and so many actors who've played him. They're just going to go straight to Miles, and you can do as many films as you want because that's their baby. That's theirs, and yep. they don't have anything to build on. Yeah. You know, or you know, they don't have anything to work against. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, you're not going to be able to compare a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie to Tobey Maguire because it's, it's completely different. Right. And, yeah, I think
0: uh, Donald Glover has been uh, making jokes, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, you know that comedian? Yep. Uh, making jokes that there was a big internet thing that said, Donald Glover should play uh, play Spider-Man. He's too you know? old. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, it was just going crazy. Um, what? This was before Miles Morales' yeah. thing got popular, this skit he was doing, and people were, like, freaking out on the internet. What? Spider-Man can't be black? You can't have a black Spider-Man? And then <laughs> – um. So, I don't know. I I think he would have been um a fun one if we got to see Miles as an adult.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think they can work their way up to that. But to start it off, you got to start him off young. Yeah. I I think uh, Donald Glover's too old at this point. Yeah. Not I don't that he's old. I think he's just. He's like thirty, yeah, but i I think if you're gonna start a franchise, yeah, you got to get a young actor,, because yeah. not only will the young actor take less money,, <laughs> yep. but you have him forever, because yep. then if you start it, if he's fifteen, yep, and you make your movie with him, well, you've got him for a long time, he's seventeen in the sequel, he's nineteen for the threequel he's twenty one for the fourth one, you know yep. what I mean, yeah, you got him forever, and the first film you don't have to pay him you got you pay him piddly. <laughs> I'm serious. Screw them all. Look at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot got paid less than the main actor from fucking Sharknado Five. Really? The guy Shark. The guy. The main guy from Sharknado got paid more money to be in that movie than Gal Gadot made on Wonder Woman.
0: I had no idea there was a Sharknado Five. Uh,
1: maybe it was four. I, I don't remember. I, I just know there's one
0: and two. You know.
1: Three, I can't remember which one it was, but the—that's not the focus on which Sharknado ah, watched. Ah, okay, the focus was the main actor in Sharknado got paid more money than Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, <laughs> or it's Gadot. Sorry, she cha- she changed it. It's Gadot now. Well, she didn't change it. This I just—that's actually the way she pronounces it. Does she? Yeah, I thought it was Gadot for the longest time, but so did I. It's Gadot. I just you know. Whatever. I don't even care what her name is, as
0: long as she looks hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, that's our tangent for the week. That's I think, all right, baby. I think we're gonna go on to Dark Fang. Yep. And then uh, you want to talk about evolution? I will for a minute. I'll fly, I'll, I'll breeze right through it because it's actually just it's a cool book to mention and talk about.
0: I really like the cover. It's just yeah. I had so many. It's thick. Um, so many comics this week. Yeah. And, um, I have a you know I read a lot of superhero comics too, so. I mean, seriously, my pile is still three or four inches high.
1: I will breeze through evolution. Um, I'll, I'll end the show with that and uh, just kind of give you a tidbit about it. The but
0: bad part is is that I didn't finish my comics from last week before I picked up the ones for this week. So Sinner.
1: I know. It's okay. Dude, I read these like t- 30 minutes before the show because I don't have time during the <gasps> week to read my book. You're not supposed to say that. It, that's what happens. You know, when you told me to read Dark Fang, I opened it,
0: first page,
1: <laughs> boom, some comic, boobies.
0: Book, comic book boobies. And, and when she takes her hands away, blood pops on the screen. So I'm not sure what's happening there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: she's doing a, She's doing the, um, uh, what do you call? Uh, uh, you pay. Cam Girl. Cam Girl, yes. Thank you. Yeah, you pay so that they dance for you on the
1: camera. Um, this is definitely an interesting book. I will say, um, before we get into it, it's called Dark Fang. It's from Image. It's a number one, as you know. This is not an Image podcast, but Image has – there's not really an excuse not to get an image number one at this point because they're doing really, really good. Yeah. Um, Miles Gunter, never heard of him. And uh, nope. Kelsey Shannon, um, writer and artist.
0: Um, the, co- the comic book, uh, the art in here is so cartoonish. It looks like it could be a DuckTales comic. It is and fun, then wow. it is super – Dark. This is and,
1: really. This is a very very mature book. Uh-huh. And even though the the uh, art is very whimsical. Yeah, uh, it's
0: crazy. I'm, I mean, right off the bat, the right. do, the double Ds that present themselves <laughs> right when we <laughs> open the book. Um, Little backstory: She is a vampire.
1: Yeah, um, basically, what's happening here is um, the opening of the book is there's a cam girl and um, she's dancing and run, you know showing her goodies off, and then right as she show like is going to show off the full goodies, blood splatters on this guy's screen or phone or whatever it is, and we open up to the next page, and then we we are um, introduced to our main character. Uh, her name is. Give me a second. I got this. No worries. Her, her
0: name's in the letter page. Her online name is uh Suck It
1: to You. <laughs> <laughs> uh Vala. That's that's our main character's name, Vala. You know um,
0: I think it's such a great scene though, it's where, I, where all of a sudden he's just about to get to see the nip. And right as she moves her hands to show the titties, he gets bit and his blood just covers Splatters. the screen. I mean, how bad
1: is it that you're going to die, but then you didn't even get to see the goods that you paid for, right? <laughs> right. And uh, Vala, she's uh, creeping on this guy and she's feeding on him right as he was watching this cam girl. And uh, this book has well, I think a the very... cam girl is her, right? Or No, no. Not yet.
0: Okay. So this is a different cam girl.
1: Yes. Oh. No. Not yet. Not yet. Because... Uh, what happens here is there's this whole. I really like the way this book is written because it's 95 percent inner monologue. Yep, and it's all written from the perspective of our main character. And Valla. you
0: know it's her because it's got the red um, text blocks. Um, so you know, like, okay, red for blood. Okay, you figure that's the vampire.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, this book is so much is so much fun while reading it because you get the inner monologue of a va- of a female vampire, and it's just fun to read it. I wish. I wish I could go through and read this word for word verbatim. <laughs> we would be here for an hour. It's because a lot. It's, there's a ton of text, but it's worth reading every word because uh-huh. every, every paragraph, every sentence is very succulent in terms of detail. And, um, it's and a just really fun.
0: interesting comic where this guy, vampire needs to figure out how to make it in the in the modern world
1: yeah it's funny uh and
0: so she decides to be a cam girl but to do that she's got to figure out how to uh get make money from right that. and so she's quizzing this date that she's got you know on how how to do it and he, talking about tokens and he goes tokens well uh i think it's around 10 bucks for 100 10 dollars Yeah, the more you buy, the more tokens you get. Some of those cam girls make thousands of dollars a night.
1: Yeah, the first character she kills—he's—he was looking at that cam girl, and she was kind of mystified by it, and and thinking about like, what is this, and why do humans like this, and like, there's this—it's cool because she's talking about like emoticons and like broken language and like this weird. Yeah. This weird other world that exists within our world. But yeah, uh, she she's mystified by it, wants to know more, and wants to know how to become one and make money. <laughs> so right. and of course she's like, you know, even even so, me being an immortal, like uh, money has never really been too much of an issue, but um, I still need to make it somehow. <laughs>
0: at, at this point we still don't know um, where she's been. If she's she seems so like like she was just dropped off on Earth right. at yeah, the kind current of age
1: she is. Um, but she entices her meetup or date at this bar to help her become a cam girl yep. so he's uh avidly having fun and taking photos of her she doesn't like that she doesn't like the photos so uh, yeah so she chops his head off she chops his head off and kills him but then she says with a drop of her blood he becomes useful again so he's
0: and uh, he's holding his own head
1: he's basically a ghoul yeah he's, he's walking around no head he's just holding it in his palm yep um helping her out um And then uh, they go live. They create the profile and they go live and she's just staring at this monitor. One of the best
0: um, things is that the mob boss's son gives her his entire trust fund.
1: Yeah, after she gets online and she starts getting followers and users and people are hopping online, she uses her mind powers to make all these people instantly fall in love with her and give them – give her all the money they have yeah. through coins and tokens during this cam session. And it becomes so obsessive for her that she loves the devotion that these people have that um, there's this mob boss, mob boss's son who gave her 20 million yep. in which which was his trust fund. Uh, <laughs> and then the mob boss sent, since it's on the internet and they could track it, he sends people to find her to kill her because he has, she has all the money now, and then uh, there's a great scene where she's just sitting at the uh, the computer doing her cam show, and her ghoul after she's killed all the mob bosses, hitmen is juggling heads, <laughs> juggling with his the heads, own head.
0: And know, with his own in the in the spin. Yep, and it's she's, just that kind of like ridiculous comedy with the really mature dark nature of the story. Yeah, um, and there's a there's this a book, these you know contrasting things really make this fun.
1: Fun and also there's a nice just social undertone here because yeah. I mean it does kind of put to the spotlight the absolute blind devotion that the that you can have online
0: the sex addictions yeah the,
1: and the anonymity and also just the um, the blind devotion that people can have to cam girls that you know these yep. these girls will never meet you in real life no they
0: think they're you know there's a personal connection
1: yeah like one of the best lines here is she goes legions of humans adorn my room when i sleep during the day they stay in the room awaiting my return and when i do they shower me with tokens desperate for my approval uh, approving gaze which only makes them surrender more and when i do not approve of their offering they give me even more yeah so it's it's a nice social commentary on uh on love and sexual addiction and also just um uh, I would say wrongful love, or like, yeah. um, uh, gosh, what am Mis- I trying to look for?
0: Misplaced, I don't know. Um, misplaced love, like it's, and also it's a commentary on the obsession with screens,
1: definitely. Right? and the and sex cells thing, absolutely. There's
0: so many panels in this where everyone yeah. around her is so into in- their screens, in their
1: phones. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, the comic moves on. We've gotten past the funny part where she, you know, the bomb the mob boss sent the hit the hit squad after her and she kills them all. Uh, there's this Texas oil billionaire who gave her all the money and she's trying to figure out a way to cover up her tracks so she uses her mind powers to tell him to kill himself and uh he douses himself in gasoline and lights his whole his whole uh um, estate on fire. Then we see
0: there's an oil painting of him in his estate, uh, oil painting of his, which is a depiction of her next to a panther. Yeah. I'm like,
1: yep. what in so the world? he's been giving her all this money and he's even so devoted. He's got a giant oil painting and he douses himself and burns down his house. And then uh, a nice Sh- little jump cut here. She needs to buy a house. Yeah. Well, she's like, you know, I've gotten all this money and I've gotten all this uh, adoration from people. I know something missing. What do I need? And now she's walking through this castle uh yeah. she's walking through and um the people are showing her the castle uh saying you know this castle's been here for centuries most people don't know of this ha- you know um or most people don't even want to live here because there's not even a toilet and things like that yeah she goes i don't need toilets." yeah she's <laughs> like i don't i don't need one because i don't go to the bathroom and then everyone's just kind of laughing they're like "Ha <laughs> yeah and then um she says uh she'll take it she's gonna buy it and then uh, the Retail lady is just like, uh, you sure, you know, if you want to buy the castle now, that's fine. But you sure you want to pay for it all at once? 80 million is like a lot of money. She's like, ah, pish posh, a small price to pay for being, being a part part of of eternity. So she's got this uh, giant castle to herself, and it's revealed that it's uh, Castle Bran, the fabled home of Count Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) So she bought Count Dracula's castle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And the other thing is,
0: too, her little minion guy that had his head cut off, he's got his head back on. I think it's being held on by a scarf.
1: Yeah, and there's a part where um, everybody's cheer, like uh, having a cheers with champagne. And if yeah. you look in the background, he takes his head off. He dumps <laughs> it down his throat. <laughs> he, he takes his head off while no one's looking, and is dumping champagne down his open neck. Yeah. So awesome. I like how she's bringing the ghoul along with him. Yeah. And then uh, next scene is she's sleeping, and of course, being a vampire, she's sleeping on the ceiling, which is cool. And there's this really cool um, artistic. Uh, take on this page. The, yep. the, the layout is great. She's it's, laying on the ceiling, and it's trans, uh, kind of uh, transparent, and like um, her face is making up a skyline, um, which is like showing. Uh, a nice little shoreline with a, a lighthouse and uh, she's talking about her past where she came from yep and she says that you know long time ago and she doesn't remember how long ago because nope. it has been so long she used to live in this little village and she was a fishing woman and uh, she used to fish all day late into the night until one night dracula it seems like dracula yeah came and grabbed her and snatched her and brought her to his castle to be one of his concubines, which would explain
0: why she wants the castle,
1: right? Later. Exactly. Uh, and of course, it shows her kind of being the low to- low totem on the pole, um, and she's cleaning up their mess and body parts. Um, yeah, gross, and, and feed, have to feed off that because she's not allowed to leave the castle, and um, just being there wench kind of thing yep and she gets fed up with it and she takes her broom that she's been cleaning the the castle with and stabs dracula and then kills his his three concubines uh with a sword which is fantastic i know it's sticking into the wall and on it like a kebab skewer is three heads yep it's (laughs) great so uh she even mentions it too she's like their their long life has made them stupid though and, and careless so that's the way she got away with killing them so easily yeah and then um She's drenched in blood, and she walks out to the beach and the ocean, and she just wades right into the ocean, and um, she loves it. She hasn't been free in a long time, and I really liked this part, this next – we're going to talk about these pages here, but I've never seen like a vampire book do this or talk about no, this. Like about a vampire... being, being able to live underwater yeah. without having to breathe. Yeah. Or... And she talks about it and she's like with me being undead and not being able or not needing air, yeah. she just lives underwater like a mermaid. So it's yeah. cool. She's just swimming around in the water. And uh, if she ever needs to go, you know, away from the sunlight, you just go down in the water. Cause at some, at a certain point, Sunlight doesn't penetrate the water anymore. Yeah. So that's a cool way, and I've never seen that before done with a uh, a vampire book. She
0: kind of has a uh, Kim Kardashian ass, though, (laughs) as she's walking
1: into the water. A little bit. Uh, She's got a booty. A little bit. I'm not complaining. You're right. And then uh, there's a part where she's swimming through or swimming by these jellyfish, and she actually – snatches one up and uses it as like a glowing dress, which is kind of fun. She yeah. gives it a, a bit of her blood. So it's kind of a it's, living dress. It's kind of living thing. with her. Yep. And then she's uh, uh, she talks about being in the ocean and she says, I befriended the ocean. It clothed me and fed me. And I even made a friend and it's a great white shark. <laughs> and uh, She talks about how the shark was like her best friend yeah, that she's ever had. She said it was, it was just like her. It always needed to feed, never stopped. And uh, she was the, the first best friend that she ever had. And then uh, she goes on to even find, you know, wreckage's uh, wreckage of the the of the outer world. So it's a wrecked like big big boat yeah. with tons of books in it. So she's actually reading Dracula and it's funny. She kind of just gets knowledge about which is why, anything and everything.
0: Which is why we assume that the previous character that she killed was Dracula because um, she's very interested in him. So
1: Yeah. And then uh, she talks about being peaceful and being at peace underwater and just reading and gaining knowledge. And then um, she also says, when, um, when the ocean gave me – Enough peace, though it also gave me war. And she starts like fighting this giant squid. Yeah, and uh, so everything. This is her kingdom, you know. A- anything she's ever wanted, and she's really just the ruler down there. She's the she's the top of the food chain. This is how the Little Mermaid should have been. <laughs> 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 That's quote of the week, man. I like that. Ariel. Uh, Ariel should, should have, have been, been a ba- should, she should have, have been a, little,
0: a fucking vampire. She should have been a little more badass. I yeah, mean, especially with
1: Ursula, that fight could have been cool. Yeah, they just sang their way out of it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Um, But as she's fighting this uh, octopus uh, or giant squid, however you want to look at it, uh, her and uh, her best friend, um, great white shark. (laughs) The shark, yeah. (laughs) uh, They're feeding on it and just ripping it apart. And then uh, all of a sudden, like kaboom, they look and see that something's exploded above the water yeah and then the whole sea gets drenched in this blackness which right. i'm assuming is an oil spill
0: yeah that's what i thought too they never nope. they never um said but i'm thinking it's an oil spill yeah um it killed a lot of life in the ocean yeah
1: and it uh she says it encompassed everything nothing could you know nothing could break it nothing could get through it and uh the only thing that could um get through the the darkness was her eternal powers and she has this light that she kind of bursts out of her. Yep. And then uh, she tries to go find her friend, the great white shark. And um, through her books, she found out that the great white shark always needs to stay moving to live because it can't breathe if it's not moving. Right. And it's stuck at the bottom of the ocean. And so she has to put it out of its misery. Yeah, I think it's uh,
0: neat because you see... These drips of oil floating down through the water. Yeah, um, and you can see the sharks getting covered, and uh, I just think it's really a couple of neat, pa- you know, neat panels.
1: Yeah, and a, and a little mel- melancholy moment to kind of um, um, end her joy in the in the sea. Yeah, it, was, it kind of made me sad
0: because she had to put her friend down. Yeah, and so that he.
1: And this uh these panels here, these pages we're covering, she talks about she was in the ocean for hundreds of years, she says. She lived there for hundreds of years. Yep. So uh next she decides that she wants to go figure out where this blackness came from, where this dark this darkness came from that enveloped the ocean and ruined her kingdom. Right. So she goes and uh decides that she's going to join the real world again or the upper world, you know. Yeah.
0: Which pretty much brings us up to um where she started discovering humans and their obsession with their technology phones. and yep. phones
1: and i mean she has been gone for hundreds of years you know yep. so from where she came from which is old transylvania uh to modern day almost new york we would kind of say or, no well this is probably like miami because i see like palm trees and stuff in the beach yeah so so yeah um but yeah she pops out of the ocean she grabs some clothes and as she's walking through she just sees neon you know neon lights it's 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 day at night kind of thing you know i what understand
0: I mean? we don't know where she's at and we it does it's not relevant yeah but man this one frame second to the bottom it looks like tokyo uh, right i just like uh, it's, well there's that and it looks like Times square and then the, yep. this looks like miami and yeah right. it's, it d- i think it's meant to just say she's somewhere or maybe many places you know it looks like she's traveled around
1: oh yeah that's true uh she is jumping and going to different places but yeah she's mystified by this world because um it is basically daytime at night. It's just because of how well lit and, you know, all the technological advances and, uh, electricity and all that. Yep. So she's mystified by it and, uh, wants to know more. And then, uh, she realizes that this is where she's meant to be now because the world is a completely bright place. And um, now in the next panel, yep. she's – We're back to current time. Yeah, we're back to current time and she's back uh, doing what she does in the modern day. Okay, and this she, first
0: frame, I thought she was biting off his junk
1: because <laughs> she's got her fangs out and sh-
0: her face is right in this guy's crotch. But in the next frame, we realize she's actually –
1: um, she's it, sucking dig, blood out dig, of his abs.
0: Yeah, in, digging into his abs, um, which
1: is kind of funny. You know, uh, I think it's just a, another that's another poking fun at social commentary of like um, body shaming because, like, yeah. I don't think she's ever had access to bodybuilders like this. You know, like no. in terms of. Being, you know, uh, victims. Yep. Uh, So that's just another thing that she can prey upon. She's doing
0: this on the ceiling, and her minion helper that's got his head back on, he's got a rain poncho on, an umbrella, because... Blood is just raining down from this from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's this tile looking um, room, like a gym. It's a, kill, it's a kill room, like a you know gym lock uh, shower room, a shower room. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah, it's a kill room. And so then, as soon as she's done, he just starts hosing it down.
1: <laughs> yep. And then um, she talks more about just um, allowing her allowing herself to get distracted from the from the world and the appetites uh, she created. The uh, um. and then. Uh, uh the little minion guy says hold on eagle he looks at her he's like there's something she's like oh do i have a blood a blood stash i know he's like no it's your teeth and he's she's like some skin like i'm not sure he's like well let me take a photo of it so he snaps a photo of it and he hands her the photo and then she's like what is this and she's looking at the photo and uh, one of her fangs is going black
0: yeah and the tip of it is black and yeah which is weird. Uh, teeth usually rot out from the top down, but this one's rotting out from the
1: bottom, bottom up. up uh, so the tip of it towards the. It just says to be continued, and that's the end of Dark Fang. Um, interesting, fun. Um, I think there's shades of Snot Girl in here. I was just thinking Snot Girl, and I was just thinking like, oh yeah. I'll do and this. then uh, a buddy of mine he reads Zombie Tramp, and I've never really gotten into Zombie Tramp because of, I've heard of it, but not because of it. the title, really turns me off. The word Tramp. Mm, It's not that I'm offended, but it's just... That doesn't sound like a book that I want to have on my shelf. Like, you know, if my family comes over, and like, Oh, what are you reading, John? Oh, it's just the latest issue of Zombie Tramp. (laughs) What the fuck are you reading? It's Thanksgiving. Like... (laughs) 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 You know what I mean, though? It doesn't sound like a book I want to have on my shelf. And Um, so that's how I am with
0: Alien Toilet Monster. uh, Oh, yes, right? I'm just like... (laughs)
1: It's not a book I want to have or no, or, and or be associated with. I, no. Um, and, but joke. he said, he said uh, this book is kind of like Zombie Tramp. And I was like, oh, that's – now I get why you read it because it's funny and fun. And then uh, this though, Dark Fang, I really thought it was fun. Uh, very whimsical art. Very mature book. Um, I would say I'm happy with the social commentary now. Yeah. But that is very thin ice that you need to tread on carefully. Because as soon as you do something or say something uh, or just put something in your book that – I don't know. It's tough to do social commentary. Yeah. You know, you have to be careful. The minute you so- start sounding preachy and yep. you start being on your soapbox yep. and you're using your comic as an avenue to push your political agenda, yep. that's when you're going to lose people. If you do it in the sense of fun – you can really take off. Um, Trans Metropolitan is the one I always look to. Yep. That is satire done right. Yeah. But if you do it wrong, you can turn all your fans off, and you can down. You can really um, push your book down quick.
0: I want to see where it goes because I do too. This is fun because yeah, I'll, I'll uh, definitely grab
1: it and, and I like the next the, issue. I like the art, and I'm really a fan of like the '80s pop punk kind of style with the the, uh, yeah, the logo. It reminds me of. Uh, uh
0: okay remember weird science yeah when that was on it had that same kind of font yeah. right and and yeah. so did you know pretty in pink and i mean all those 80s um um john hughes stuff had the same kind of look to it breakfast club
1: breakfast yeah, breakfast club yeah. no for sure um but yeah i think this is a really fun book uh definitely a very mature title we don't need to tell you that though this is a mature podcast um but yeah this was fun and i think worth a read uh i I do think a lot of people will be wishy-washy on this. I think there will be some people that want to sit, well, that want to smash this, but uh, I where, I say grab.
0: Where yeah, I do too. Where are they going next though? Because if it it can't be a book where she's continually every episode or not episode every issue, um, confused by the modern world and modern technology, that would get really old. I think
1: no, and I uh, I know what you're saying. I don't think it's that. I think they're going to do some more um, mystery about this black in darkness and the oil the cover's cool she's
0: holding um a globe um that's about the size of a grapefruit and she's biting into it and the fang at the end of the issue that was turning black is turning the globe black
1: yeah and uh it's interesting we'll see what has what is happening here i hope that this book does not turn into a preachy like environmentalist book or like um the, I, I hope the social satire remains fun yeah. and pokes fun at the way that we are as human beings yeah. rather than um, um, shines the mirror too close and just – I don't know. You
0: know what I mean? She has, Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? She has yet though to um, take care of the uh, people that caused the spill and I thought think that's what her agenda was.
1: Yeah. That's definitely why she came back to the world but um, she kind of forgot about that. It, because, like it yeah. Because she realized that she's this powerful – being and that she has the appetites of uh, an old vampire again and um she's forgetting about her agenda because of the power that she has in this world
0: yeah and she was even saying that you know she started really becoming addicted to that adoration and that love and uh the guys checking her out on the internet and her being able to use her powers through the internet too um, yeah very
1: cool persuade them to Log on. Definitely a good book. I think pick it pick it up. Um, but yep. I do think the it. Yeah, I do think this is a grab. But I I can almost guarantee there are going to be people that are turned off by this book too. I think yeah. it'll be a little yeah. too a little too weird for them.
0: It is weird. Um, but it's in the same vein as Chew Snot Girl. Yep. Um, now Dark Fang. You know, just very fun art and very dark story.
1: Yep. Whims- whimsical satire. Whimsical art and. Funny dark satire, yeah. I like it, yeah. I do, I like it a lot. So, yeah. pick it up, Dark Fang issue number one. Um, before we go, guys, I know we've had a long episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, um, we've had longer, oh, yeah, we've had longer, but uh, really appreciate everybody who listens. Um, definitely go out to our page, give us a review, recommend us to a friend. Um, speaking
0: of 80s, um, okay, yeah, before we go on, um.
1: Again, we, thanks, have Patreon. Thanks, we, have we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon account. Go,
0: go out there, uh, www.patreon.com backslash smash and grab. So yeah, you can go there. Just smash and grab, not smash and grab comics, because that was already gone. I don't <laughs> know why. Really? Really. What the fuck? So smash and grab. Uh, so go to our Patreon page. Uh, become a patron, and we will have some definite gifts and uh, yeah.
1: rewards and, and things like that. Yeah, we definitely want to reward people that um, are supporting us. And I do want to say, disclaimer, we're not asking for anybody to go out and, you, and be a patron subscriber. No, nope, it's still free. This show is free, and if I have my way, I would always want this show to be free. Yeah. Um, But of course, uh, people who do uh, support us are on Patreon. We have ways of rewarding you uh, with exclusive comics, We Tyler and I have great hookups in terms of getting exclusive books and different variant covers. Sure. And um there's things from our collection that uh we have that we can hook you guys up with. Oh yeah, our um,
0: collections are vast and there's stuff in it that is broad. That, are, that are worth money that are that are mm-hmm. cool but you know some I w- wouldn't mind uh Giving some of that stuff away for support. Yep,
1: and we have a way to get t-shirts. So. Yep, um, I'm going to put lots of different stuff. There's
0: going to be a merch um, page on our website shortly. I'm working on that. Um, we have one t-shirt design. I think we're going to come up with another one pretty soon. Sweet. Um, we'll just um, keep going. You know. Um, yeah. You probably, if you become friends with it on Facebook, I am going to um, swamp you with marketing for this. <laughs> it's like those girls that sell the it works stuff. Oh sure. Do you have any friends that sell
1: that? Yes. Where it's like, hey ladies, yep. Do you have five days to change your life? Yep. I yep. will show you how. Just be yep. the first ten to comment on my page. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yep.
0: Or I'm looking for I'm looking for a new employee to join my <laughs> business, and. I'm looking for someone to turn their lives around. It's modern-day Avon, but now, <laughs> but now coupled it with – It is. Uh, but it's not makeup. It's you know supposedly uh, a, a
1: weight weight loss supplement. Weight
0: loss, yep. But what is really funny about it is one of the friends that I have, and um, she doesn't listen to this show, but – We're going to get a cease, I'm a I'm cease not, and desist letter from I'm It not, Works. No, I'm not making fun <laughs> of her, but she is a big girl. And so to be selling It Works – um, it really doesn't do the product any service having her as a salesperson. I'm trying not to laugh so it, bad, it doesn't, and so I'm just like, um, I don't know. And you're a it, terrible person, <laughs> <laughs> you're a terrible person for saying that, but okay. Uh, whenever I see her post ads, and I go, I always say, I Why guess, don't you it drink it yourself. No, I always go. <laughs> I guess it doesn't.
1: Ooh. <laughs> That's rough. That's uh, but, rough. Hopefully she doesn't download this podcast hey, and uh, hate you for life.
0: You guys uh, join Smash and Grab on Facebook. We've got a friend. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, fan page, and we've also got a Facebook group. Um, we've got an Instagram account. Um,
1: Sick. Yep. Yeah. Shred it, bro. We're all over the interwebs.
0: Yeah. Again, a band that um, I think you guys should check out: The Flying Eyes. Um, we are so grateful they allowed us to use a portion of their song for our intro. Um,
1: yeah, we really appreciate that. That's awesome of them. Yep. So, anyway, and then they're going to listen to the podcast and be like, "You guys can't use that."
0: I know. <laughs> I, I described it to him, and I said, "Hey, you know, we're vulgar and crude." And and then he goes, "Define vulgar for me." When he wrote back, yeah. And and he goes, "You're not um, sexist or racist, are you?" And I said, "No, <laughs> no." I said, no. "Far from it." Actually. I said, "Yes." I said, "We just." Are very we have a very colorful language. I said every episode there's at least five fucks, you know. Yeah.
1: And he goes, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. My three favorite my three favorite words are cupcake, uh, cupcake. inexplorable, and fuck. <laughs> yep.
0: And he uh, he I like was to totally, use them all in the same time He was totally sometimes. fine with it, so I was really pumped that they got he got back to me really fast, and I don't even know if he'd respond. I had to go on to Bandcamp to find his uh, um, a um contact oh. for him. So well, that's cool. Yeah. I was pumped because I uh, it's a band that I discovered through bandcamp and
1: very nice. Yeah. Well, awesome. Again, we really appreciate them uh, letting us use that, and uh, we'll give them a shout out every time. Because for oh sure. We'll, yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Maybe they'll
0: put us in a, in the liner notes of their next album. Maybe. Yep, maybe a little picture of you and I making out. Right. Ooh. Yep. That would be blah, 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 blah. sick, dude.
1: That would I'm be not sick. even gay,
0: but I would. I'd be down for it. I'm a good looking man. Um. So. I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. If you know me, I am the Great Beard Wonder. Um, I had a huge beard, been growing it for two years, and uh, last night I shaved it off.
1: I don't know this person that's I, sitting in front <laughs> of me, actually. He well, walked in the door and I was like, who the
0: fuck are you? You knew right away that it was me, but some people... Yeah, I saw had, it on Facebook. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Some people um, didn't. who didn't see it on Facebook like, took them a second going, oh, Tyler. Hello. And uh, I had to shave it off. It wasn't voluntary. Um, I've been in two weeks. I've been exposed to lice twice, and I am not taking. Not any, by choice either. No, um, these are chance
1: lice encounters.
0: Yeah, and I am. I it just creeps me out because my beard was so bushy. And are you so, a germaphobe? And eh, no, but those but aren't like, germs. They're, they're bugs. Not, but they're
1: yeah. Are you, so are you a bugaphobe? <laughs> uh, you don't like ones insects.
0: A, ones like that where parasites. Where you know it's scary it's so easy to spread it and you can't get rid of it very easily mm-hmm. and it could cause a lot of work to get it out of your hair yeah,
1: it's like bed and, bugs you gotta just burn your bed
0: <laughs> my, be- my beard was so curly and long that I mean it was literally torture going through it and so I talking to my wife and she goes just start over
1: so well that and if the lice got into your beard they, w- they would have a mansion man they would have they would uh, have had a whole country to play in
0: so now I'm just sporting a little uh, goatee super um, gay sh- by the way sure,
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it looks great <laughs> oh, fuck. talk about evolution <laughs> I will All right. Uh, thanks again for listening we're going to wrap up this week with evolution it's a new number one from image no surprise there this is also skybound so Robert um, Kirkman Yep. I would definitely pick this up just in case there's a movie or a TV I think this would work well as a TV show uh, overall story though where I was
0: going <coughs> and speaking of 80s that logo is a definite to Me, um, color palette from 85, you know, yeah, kind of
1: and, and it definitely uh looks like the cover of a VHS tape from it the does. 90s, kind of thing. Yes, uh, it does, so it's cool. Um, but the evolution is kind of spelt out, but there's extra lines in the E, and there's a bigger O, and there's two dots in the I, so and the it's has cool.
0: two arches,
1: yeah. Um, but the overall story of this book it starts off with this crazy cult, and they're like, in it, the, there's nice lettering that says then, and this cult is like um sacrificing themselves to this weird um mutant god and not really sure because it's only one frame yeah. and it just talks about uh, these guys and they're just like it's time for us to end the world and then uh it just jumps to now philadelphia where there's this uh Pharmaceutical guy, a doctor. He's in the pharmacy office and he's um, grabbing pills and he's very being very secretive. He shouldn't be in there. And then he hears somebody coming down the hall and he locks it up. And the lady's looks like, "Oh, hey, doc, can I talk to you? Why were you in?" And he's like, "Oh, gotta go, got a patient. See you later." And then uh, he runs to his uh, his room where he's seeing someone. And it's this lady and she's with her child and she's talking about how the child used to have asthma and he no longer has asthma sure. and it's weird. And she says, some days he's like himself, and some days he's not. You know, some days he's really distant. And he's like, well, I'm a father, too. That all sounds familiar to me for kids. And he's looking at this kid. He looks at the eyes. He looks in the mouth, doing the doctor thing, looks in the ears. And then he sees these scratches on the side of this kid's abdomen. And the mom was like, it's just what is that? And he's like, oh, no worries, just scratches. I'm going to take a look at these, though, just to make sure that they're nothing, you know, weird. And then he... Sp- is looking at the scratch and he kind of spreads it apart a little bit for where the abrasion is. Yeah. And he is freaked the fuck out. He's like, Holy shit. And she's like, doctor. And he's, he instantly catches himself before he says too much more, but he's like, I'm fine. Uh, the floor was wet and I slipped. Sorry for the language. Uh, everything's fine. He's fine. Um, here's some pills for his asthma. Uh, get on out of here. He's fine. And she's like, what the hell is going on? I should have definitely bought this book. The artwork is so cool. The artwork is really cool. Uh, but he took a sample from this cut, uh, quote unquote, cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he says, don't worry. He's fine. He's just a, you know, a, a young boy and can I make he's a, good. Can I make a uh, yeah. uh, guess about the cut? Yeah. Are, they, are they gills? They are. Yes. And I knew that too because I, I read the preview for this book in like another book. Yeah. And it had up to here. Okay and I, and I was like those are gills like yeah. that's why he freaked out. So
0: I haven't uh, read this book at all. I've never even paged through it till I'm looking at John's right now yep. upside down because I'm across the
1: table from him. So so yeah, they're gills. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then we jump to Roma in Italy yep. where there's a man holed up in a church and he's asking for a nun but he's speaking in German. So they have no idea what he's saying. They just know that he's asking for a Brandly nun. Deutsch. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the these people in this hospital that's next to the synagogue or church, Nine. they're like, you, uh, they ask one of the sisters, they're like, please, can you go check on this guy? He's raving and ranting about the wanting to see a nun yeah. can you go look at him and she's like i guess and then she goes in there and the guy's mumbling to himself in german i won't read that out because i know no german and i'm not going to try but he's uh sitting there mumbling in german and it's all in german so this was really tough for me as a reader uh because i'm like oh fuck i don't know what the hell he's saying i, but took, that's Span- fun. I took
0: spanish in high school
1: i failed at miserably
0: all of the german i have learned has come from Rammstein.
1: right? You know, I can <laughs> sing "Du Hast," like word Duhast. for word, but I don't Duhast know. Mesh. I don't know any German, but uh, but that's kind of nice though, because you're in putting the shoes of this nun who has no idea what the hell he's saying either, right? And she's like, "Hello, uh, my name's Sister Hannah. You called for a nun." You know, um, the Lord is listening. And then she's like, do you speak any English? And he's just going, worsen, ich mein, you know, is just sitting there just talking to himself, <laughs> being crazy. He sounded,
0: he sounded just like a Adolf Hitler, um, um, impersonator. That's I know. Great. I watch a lot of YouTube. Great.
1: I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, but yeah, he's sitting at this pew and he's got a gun in his hands and she's like, oh shit, this is serious. She's like, you don't need that here. This is the house of the Lord. Nothing's going to hurt you. Did she say, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, you know. And <laughs> Then, okay, uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" And none said that in the yeah. church. Uh, and then he reveals that his arm is like morphing, and he's—it's all bandaged up. And okay, so he's got this huge growth on his arm, and again, he's just going on and on in German. And she's like, "I'll be right back." This is serious. I can't handle this. So she's calling for security to come, and then uh, he keeps gibbering on, and then all of a sudden, his arm bursts open, very Akira style. Yeah, uh, And it starts, it's growing even more and more and she's just in shock. And then he's on the ground crying and talking about um, anything and everything
0: it looks kind of like a hoof, but it's also got spikes all over it. Yeah.
1: It's very John Carpenter's the thing. Um, also, if you've seen, like I said, Akira uh, where Akira kind of blows up in turns of that giant blob, it looks like that too. And then he says one word though, that she recognizes and latches onto. And he says, uh, pre- uh, Pregresus, I guess, is what it is. I'm, I'm not uh, huge in Latin, but I know it's Latin. Uh, she, right. He says, pra- praegesis. Uh Pregresus, take halt in uns, is what he says. And she says, wait, what did you say? And he says, there's sit monsters. And he shoots himself in the head. Ooh. Blows himself away. You know, um, I, I
0: don't think the nun is going to come back from that really well.
1: No, not at all. So <clears throat> that's the end of him. <laughs> He dies. They cover up his body. They're taking him out, and then she kind of re-says re- it to herself, pregresis, Like you know, she recognizes the word. And then we jump to Los Angeles, California, where these two girls are going through their basement, and um, they're looking for film. Uh, they used to live there. It's their childhood home. Their father has passed away, and they're kind of settling the estate. Uh, She's looking for a piece of film specifically, though, which is weird. Um, They're going back and forth about growing up in the house and being children and their father. And uh, there's a good relationship here, good character building. I won't get through it because there's a lot of text. And she finally finds this roll of film that she's been looking for. And it's just got numbers on it. It's 0711678. Or 0711675, excuse me. And she calls this guy uh, who is in this creepy, weird house. And uh, he's sitting in this big... Victorian type chair, yeah. And uh, she's like, "Hello, uh, yes, I found that film that you're looking for. It doesn't have any, you know, uh, text on the front. It's just numbers." He's like, "Oh yes, bring it to me." And then, so he's weird, and she's like, "Okay, well, I'll bring it to you because he's offering her a ton of cash for it." And then, jump cut. We're back to the doctor. Uh, The doctor is on his way home. He's riding on the bus, and he's having weird visions. Like, I think he's been um, researching this so-called. Mutation that's happening from the boy yeah so he's I think he's uh, overworked and um, he's starting to like see it everywhere like he's looking um, and there's this inner monologue and uh, he's talking about the weirdness has followed me even into the world you know I'm I'm the only one who sees it again and again over and over and he's looking at people on the bus and uh, the guy who's got his arm over his girlfriend he's got an extra finger and the guy walking off the bus is growing a tail you know I think that's just his mind it's starting to lose it a little bit. Sure.
0: Do you remember Heroes when that was on TV?
1: Yeah. This
0: reminds me of that where all these separate cases are popping up of oh, people sure. with different abilities. Yeah. And this is different um, appendages and things like that. But, right. But still kind of the same thing where it's got to be all connected somehow.
1: Yeah. It's definitely weird and interesting. But I like the art and I like that you know, there's that little mental mind fuck on there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, he, gets to, he gets off the bus and starts walking to his house. Uh, jump cut back to the girls who have found the film and they're going to give it to this guy who paid them and uh, he's not answering the door. So the one girl's like, just leave it outside. And she's like, no, the sun might damage the celluloid. <laughs> so she's a film fan. I like it. And then uh, the door's open. So they just crack the door open and uh, she's like, we'll leave it inside. And she's like, okay, uh, I'll be right back. And she goes in and then um, boom, there's this giant thumb And then the girl is left under the rubble of the door and then uh, thoom again! Shotgun blasts are happening inside the house, and this creature comes falling out. He's like half human, half this weird, spiky, crazy entity. And um, it
0: kind of looks like the leg uh, or the arm of that guy with the nun.
1: Right. So this guy's getting blown away by a shotgun. Yeah. And then uh, the guy who wanted the film he comes out of the house and he's holding his shotgun over. He's standing over this mutated man. And they're like, "What the hell is going on?" And then uh, jump cut over to the nun. She's actually at uh, a funeral for this guy, so she kind of got attached to this person that he was, that she was supposed to help. And um, she's looking at her collar, um, her sleeve. And she sees that she has some blood on it. So she's gotten some of this guy's blood on her, which is not good for boarding, uh, for foreboding, foreshadowing there. Sure. And then uh, she talks to the main cardinal or the priest, and he's like, this never happened. You can't say a word of it. Word is already spreading that there was a monster who killed himself in the church. You got to be quiet about this. Yeah. And he's just, he's not really doing it in a way of like, like be quiet or, you know, he's doing it in the way. He's manipulating her through faith. You know, he's going, yes. he's going, the Lord will handle it. Don't wash away, you know, your worries. You know, you know what I mean? Thoughts and prayers. Right. Yeah. So he's like, you know, no more of this. Just let it go from your mind. Mm-hmm. And she gets back to her room and she's looking, uh, she whips out a book and um, scrawled across the bottom of the page is progressus. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up. Progressus is Latin for progress oh. uh, or advance or, um, mutation? move on mm-hmm. mutation, of course. So, so yeah. Um, and then she takes off her nunnery, you know, her like cloak yeah. and on her back, she has this mutation. Happening uh, it's to
0: starting her. to her too. Yeah. She came in contact with the guy.
1: Yep. And then jump cut to the scientist, uh, the doctor, excuse me, who is actually a scientist, but, uh, he goes into his secret little lair where he's doing research on this mutations and he's going through and um, he's testing the sample he took from the boy yep. and he confirms that it's gills. Yep. And three he um, one of the last pages is uh he says to himself it's evolution. You know, 3000 years of evolution happening uh all at once. Yeah. Everywhere. And he's and he's looking at got this all huge wall and he's got this cases everywhere. So um you know crazy book cool book. Um
0: this yeah. It be a cool show. The uh called it at the end but i called it at the beginning i'm not a gynecologist but man i know gills when i see it. <laughs> i know
1: gills when i see them um so definitely cool a weird um uh I, I'm genre gonna,
0: bender i'm gonna pick this book up it's good um so you definitely think it's a grabber
1: i think this is a grabber um just because of the genre bender here yeah it's part zombie book part infection book part evolution book part uh horror you know i like it yeah
0: i'm definitely gonna be picking it up um just kind of uh, overlooked it, or I don't
1: know. It's cool. I think this is a grab, and the art is fantastic, and uh, the association with Skybound, I think yeah. right now, anything that comes out that's a new number one with Skybound's name on it, yeah. with the history of Kill the Mantor, yeah, grab it. Yep. Grab it before you have to pay $10 for it online. Who, who's
0: the author.
1: The author of this is... They've got a lot of writers. uh, James Asmus, Joseph Keating, Christopher Sabella, and Joshua Williamson. Um, That is either a really good sign or a bad sign. The reason I say that is it's, I think... With four different people and four different minds to bounce ideas off of, yeah. you could create a really good story. Yep. Or each of them is an equally shitty writer and needed all four of them to complete it. But I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I actually know a Joseph Keating. Uh, he was a classmate of mine at Augustana. And uh, so that's kind of funny. I'll have to show him that he's, uh, he's a comic. His namesake now. is in the
1: comic. And the artist is uh, Joe Infernieri. Ah, that's not right. Infernary. Infernary. I don't know. He's in got a weird ordinary. last name. Sure, yeah. Sound it out. Colorist Jordan Boyd. Hooked on phonics, baby. Help me out. Um. Yeah. Uh, the the art never, is fantastic. I never
0: but. learned them fancy ABC real,
1: <laughs> real good.
0: No way. I ain't, I ain't going in for none of that
1: uh, Yankee talk. Nope. No way. That's Northern speak. Uh, Yankee. <laughs> um, but no, that wraps everything up. Uh, a lot of grabs this week. Oh, only yeah. Tyler thinks that um, Tyler thinks that the Realm is uh, getting on the smash block here. It's coming.
0: It's coming. Uh, I actually, I'm wishing that I wouldn't have bought number three for Realm and went yeah. with Evolution, Evolution. instead. Um, but there's only so much money to go around, and um, a fixed budget, and I, which I always go over. Yeah, but sometimes, you know. You need to do some market research for the show, and i got to buy things like Dark Fang.
1: That's true, and a um, uh, good thing Dark Fang was good. Yeah, so, exactly. So I would have I felt uh, really bad if I would have bought that, and it sucked. I was worried that Dark Fang was going to be stupid, but I liked it. Yeah, Sisters of Sorrow, I'm still holding that over oh your head. Oh, my God.
0: You, you told me to buy it, and that probably was your only miss when you said, hey, dude, buy this. Yep, And then... You hadn't read
1: it, and so I just, okay, I bought I blind it. bought it, too. You know, I didn't do any research. I got mystified by uh, Kurt Sutter and Sons of Anarchy. The creator of Sons of Anarchy created this comic called Sisters of Sorrow. If you want to hear our review, it's in one of our episodes. Yep. And it was abysmal. That book was bad. Yeah. That I, was definitely one I was wrong on.
0: I kind of think that uh, his um, naming of things, Sons of Anarchy, Sisters of Sorrow. Yeah. I, I just, I think he's stuck in a loop. The
1: Bastard Executioner. Yeah. <laughs> That show only went one season on FX. Got did canceled, it? yeah. Did it get canceled? Yeah. I yeah. didn't very watch quickly. Any of it. I tried and uh, I watched two episodes, and I was like, "This sucks." But did it? It was bad. Okay. I tr- I really tried to like it, but the story so, made no sense.
0: So, do you think the um, um, Sons of Anarchy was just a fluke?
1: No, I think that was just the right people, the right time, and the right uh, network. Yeah. Um, I just think you know, things happen like that. You know, you get the right creative team. Yeah. You get the right timing, and you just Everything seems to come together, you know? Yeah. There's things that happen, like Star Wars, 1970s, brand new take on it, on sci-fi, right people, right time, right creative team, and then, you know, you create a phenomena. Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson, beautiful cast, beautiful music, right team, right time, right everything.
0: But then The Hobbit didn't do so well.
1: That is the fault of the studio, because... Peter Jackson only wanted to make two films and they in the studio said we need a trilogy. No, you need to stretch this out, make it 3 and we need Legolas in there cuz he's the he's the key in terms of like tashing it to Lord of the Rings.
0: They could have done that through Bilbo, much you know.
1: But they wanted they wanted fans to have a character to latch onto in both trilogies. And then it was the studio's fault. And then they had and then Peter Jackson at one point while he was trying to film um, had so much he had a time like a time frame to work on they wanted the movies out by yep. christmas yep and he's like not gonna happen and they're like well you need it to happen so he actually sent out andy circus and uh, who plays Gollum? yeah i'm a huge andy circus fan uh, we know there's, I know
0: there's a love affair going on there you're damn right
1: um but he actually sent out andy circus and a couple other people as like second and third unit directors to be like okay uh go film a battle scene over here uh, go cut, recut this, and reshoot this. So Andy Serkis actually has... Uh, credits, extra sec- credits in there. Second unit director nice. credits. Uh, and actually... Um, I have only seen half of the first one. The first one's good. That's all I've seen because... I like, I actually don't mind the Hobbit trilogy. I think it's okay. Uh, I the, got bored. The overall story is worth it in the end. Because but, um, it's,
0: it's, it was a children's story to start with. Yeah. I didn't think it translated to a... Um, movie like lord of the rings very well yeah and there was too much singing and uh, (laughs) uh, that's
1: what i hated about the book the second and third one get dark okay the third one's totally worth watching because um smog the dragon is amazing okay and i like what they did with bard the bowman okay Uh, they really made him cool all
0: right i will so i would watch them they're worth a watch
1: they're not great but they're good okay um other than that uh yeah i mean Nice thing about Andy Circus being a second unit director for that is he signed autographs that aren't Gollum autographs. They are second unit director Andy Circus. There's no Ooh. picture or anything, and I have a, I own about ten of them. Really? Yeah. Where'd you get them? In eBay. Oh, that's funny. Well, I think people just didn't put two and two together, and they were just like, oh, second unit director, or whatever. Yeah. And they put them on eBay, and I was at the. Be- <laughs> it's funny. I actually manipulated the market on Andy Circus autos. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I was buying them at like twelve dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars a pot, and then I bought three. Did and they then, just not
0: know the name Andy Serkis?
1: I just don't think they put two and two together, and I think these are just card breakers that crack stuff and look for autos, and they're looking yeah. for like Evangeline Lilly. You know, yeah. she played the female elf in the film. and If you pull her auto, yeah, well, that's a big that's a big ticket item. You know, 100, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I think they're looking for her and not really like doing their research. Yeah, and it doesn't have a picture of Gollum on it. It's literally just a of him is it a photo of him. No, it's literally just a uh a backdrop of the map, the Hobbit like, you know, the the map that Bilbo drew. And yep. it says Hobbit on the bottom and then just a space for his autograph. That's
0: mm-hmm. it. Okay.
1: And so I bought like 8 to 10 of. them. I think I have 8 or 10 of them at home now. Um but yeah, I started buying them at about $12 and then like a week later they were 15 to 20 and then a week later they were like 20 to 30 and then and then now on eBay, they think the cheapest you can get them is like 50, 60. That's awesome. So I manipulated the market by buying a lot just of them. Just yeah. kept bumping them up. So I have a huge percentage of uh, those autos, and uh, it's nice to have because I'm a huge fan. And um, Did you collect the whole series of cards? No, oh. I didn't care about that. I just wanted his autograph, and whenever I was I, getting them on the cheap. Whenever
0: I collected cards, whether it was Ninja Turtle cards or... Batman from the Tim Burton movie that they had a series. Um I had to have all of them and I bought packs of cards like you wouldn't believe just so like get every <laughs> damn number because I did not have um a job, you know, as a middle school kid when that kind of stuff was going on. And uh, so I'd use my allowance and just buy the, another pack as soon as yeah. I got my allowance. I couldn't go buy a whole box for 60 to 100 bucks.
1: Yep. I uh, hear you there. So but yeah, Go check, uh, go check out those. You just type in Andy Serkis Hobbit Auto, and then uh, you're looking for the second unit director autograph, and <laughs> you'll find them. They're not cheap anymore. That was me. Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> uh, other than that, though, uh, great week for indie books. Thanks again for listening. Uh, closing words, final thoughts, uh, comments, concerns, insults. I'll take them all. From me? Sure. Uh,
0: no. So, all right. I, no, I you put me on the spot like that. I know. god, what are we in the groundlings? I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know, this this show is good for our improv skills. You damn we right. should start an improv troupe.
1: I'm very good at improv.
0: I know. You, here's the thing. You have to be able to say yes and and then that's all it takes. If you just go if you're in uh in improv thing like this show, we don't it's not scripted. Yeah. So, if you say something and I just go, "Oh, that's and it's dead air. And so you have to be able to what the other person's saying and just go, Yeah, and yep. or but you just or, gotta bounce. Yeah. It's, it's just about bouncing, man. Yeah, we never know which direction this show is gonna take. It's all about literally stream of consciousness for me. Yeah. I'm just like I have these comic books as references to um All we do is read bring the it books through, and
1: then we just talk about the books and then things just happen.
0: Whatever comes up, and that's the beauty of it. It is like I don't know. In you know, a fireside chat with John it's, and Tyler.
1: It's like a blank page, and we're writing it as we speak.
0: Yeah, it's a never-ending story. Wow. Yeah. Never-ending story.
1: <laughs> oh, we should end it now. With
0: that, <laughs> have a good night. Bye. See ya.
1: This has been a Smash and Grab
0: Media production.